welcome to ShoeCast, the only podcast in the world where you can align yourself with other people who have the same passion for shoes. Now, let's get right into today's episode. Welcome back to the 40th episode of the ShoeCast show. If this is your first time listening, thank you for tuning in. This is a podcast where we interview and talk everything related to shoes. My name is Chase, and I'm here today with my co-host, Landon. And today, we're going to be talking to Sean. Uh, he's a sneaker influencer with almost 90,000 subs on YouTube, a little over 30,000 followers on Instagram. Sean, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me, guys. Yeah, man. It was great. It's a pleasure ours. So let's go ahead and dive right into the questions. So what got you into sneakers in the first place? Man, so like I grew up being a, a huge uh, basketball fan. So I, I watched Michael Jordan during like the tail end of his first three-peat and then the, the second three-peat. So uh, being like Mike was like always my thing. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously like the shoes were huge. So uh, always was interested in what Michael Jordan was wearing. So that's kind of how it all kickstarted. Wow. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's that's dope, man. I'm all I'm so jealous of people that got to see right. Michael Jordan in his prime. Like my dad, I probably like, just made my age like that much clearer. Though I was gonna <laughs> say, I was about to ask because I'm like, I mean, honestly, I'm still jealous. I'd almost, I would almost take being five or ten years older if I could have seen, seen Michael Jordan be able to play you know, during his prime and stuff like that. Cause I can hear my dad talk about it and I can watch, you know, even the last dance and reruns and stuff like that. But I mean, it, he was the first, he was the first person to put basketball on the map like that. You can, no one will ever be able to do it again. You can't re put basketball on the map here. He did it. Yeah. Crazy. Agreed. Wow. So, so, you know, I saw in your bios, you know, what's the story behind your bio saying Sean go by day, Shane goo by night. <laughs> the, I don't you know. know. <laughs> I think you, you guys are the first person that, that I've ever asked me that question. Dude, I'm we like, gotta know. I was like, what is this? I was like, what? I had to put this in the uh, the podcast. Yeah, yeah. So, um, like, that, it's kind of like a what's it called? Like a analogy, I guess. Uh-huh. So my my background is in in accounting and finance. Oh, okay. so that's what I studied in school. Um, so that whole Sean go by day thing is kind of like during the day. You know, I have my nine to five job where you know I deal with numbers and all that stuff, but mm-hmm. then by night uh that's where my passion comes out my true interest which is sneakers and creating content on youtube and instagram and stuff so it kind of stuck it's something i used to say like way back in the day and i just threw it up on the bio and it just kind of represents like me oh wow (laughs) dude i would have you could have given me you could (laughs) have given me a thousand guesses and i would not have come up with that type of story at all i would have had that's good though that's good. That's cool. I, I like that there's some uh, some meaning behind that. That's awesome. So uh, do you do this? You you mentioned a little bit. You kind of just gave this question away. But so do you do this full time or is there some other work that you do as well? Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely just a, a side hustle, side hobby uh, thing. Like it's definitely taking up more of my time the more I've gotten into it. But right. as of now, like I don't have any plans to transition full time to this mm-hmm. just because of the you know, you got to make the money, pay the bills and all that stuff. Oh, of course. But uh, no, it's, it's, I'm having a good time doing it on the side. That's cool, awesome. Man. Awesome. So what is your, what is your daily uh, routine look like for Sean Go and, Sh- and Shane Goo? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> well, this year has been, cut, this year and last year. Had to be kinda, different, right? Oh yeah. Throwing out of whack, you know. Oh yeah, definitely. The whole COVID situation. But assuming that didn't happen, it would be go to my day job. Mm-hmm usually nine to five. Um, but throughout the day, I'm still kind of like checking Instagram, posting where I can. Uh, then I come home, then I kind of get cracking on my, I guess, second job, which is sneakers. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether that means filming myself for the videos or 
just going outside, taking photos, um, putting all together the the videos together, editing the photos, all that stuff. That's kind of like my second job after my 5 p.m. Mm. Uh, day job ends. Right. So it's kind of two things on my plate at once, but it's it's fun. As long as as long as you uh, have it balanced to where you're still enjoying it and you don't allow your sneaker uh, hobby exactly. to become work, because then you're going to be working. Then you're working nine to nine or nine to midnight because yeah, there really that's, is that's no break. That's spot on, man. Like it's something I always tell myself. Like the day this whole sneaker YouTube Instagram thing becomes like a job to me, mm-hmm. and I'm not being paid like it's a full time job, then it's the day I gotta like kind of reassess right where you know my goals are and values are in terms of that right yeah because then you can you can even you can still love shoes and be involved in shoes and not post a video about it and not post all content about it and stuff like that because for a while that's all it was for me it's just i liked having shoes sometimes you have to balance your work schedule and realize hey like the payout for this is not anything or at least not nearly enough to what i'm doing for it so i mean but sounds like you've got a pretty good idea of what that would look like for you Mm -hmm. and it doesn't seem like you've hit that limit yet lucky for all of your uh followers that like to see your stuff so yeah, but, that sounds about exactly right, man. Definitely. So uh, go ahead. This is something that we're excited to talk about. So tell us a little bit about the uh, Team Roche and how you eventually were kind of gifted your own custom exclusive Roche from Nike. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so I've been buying shoes for maybe like 15 years. Um, but there was a point in time in around 2011, I think. Mm-hmm. I sold off pretty much most of my pairs to help me pay for my first home. Okay. Um, so that was like, I kind of took like a brief retirement and then this whole Nike Roshi shoe debuted. Uh, and at the time it was sort of under the radar. Um, didn't know much about it, but I heard from friends and from friends of friends are saying, yo, this is a brand new silhouette. That's really low key, but it's super comfy and super cheap. Yeah. So uh, that kind of got me back into the game, I guess you can say. Uh I started researching about the shoe. It was really low key. Like you couldn't find any news about it, but mm. then I found like a Nike talk thread. So Nike talk, if you guys don't know, is that online forum where there's threads based off of specific shoes. And there was one thread that was specific for the Nike Roshi. Uh, long story short, a bunch of the people that were really enthusiastic about the shoe, we joined together, started a Facebook group um, and created this whole team Roshi organization or whatever you want to call it. Okay. Um, and from there, I think it was still during like the early days of Instagram, but we decided to, hey, you know, let's start an Instagram just for fun, just to post our own pictures, not thinking anything of it. And then that page grew as the popularity of the shoe grew. Eventually, Nike took notice and they flew in like seven of us-ish uh, to Beaverton, Oregon, to their uh, headquarters. Uh, we met with the Nike sportswear team. They kind of picked our brains because we knew what, the audience liked and didn't like to put the shoe um had a tour boat around the campus went to the nike employee store and then they surprised us most importantly with the team roshi i guess you can say pe edition which was like limited to one of 12 i think pairs and and our team roshi logo on it and everything so that's one of those pairs that i just will never get rid of just that's priceless dude how can you talk the entire time you're saying that just i'm I've been a, like a sneaker fanatic for a while now and stuff like that, but just I can't, I can almost feel myself in that experience. Like you got flown out by Nike to Beaverton, Oregon to go over yeah. this stuff and to talk with their team and to have your own personal exclusive ro- Roshi given to you. Like that is just, 
that's just got to be something that's super special. And you got to imagine, like, at the time, um, this was before, like, my personal brand, if you want to call it, was right. even a thing. Like, I was just, my, my S- SGO8 Instagram was just personal photos at the time still. Yeah. Um, so I was just this normal dude that just happened to really like the shoe and be part of this group that really loved the shoe. And then we were getting these emails from Nike saying, this is the itinerary, blah, blah, blah. This is what you're going to do. Oh my God. Is this, is this actually happening? That's <laughs> so crazy. That's super cool, Thank man. You. It's so weird because this is like, I feel like we're having a prehistoric conversation back before the <laughs> Roshi came out. Cause I remember like that shoe came out and you know, I, I probably I've customized a couple pair of Roshis actually. I have two pairs and I used to have a couple more because like that shoe, you know, it's pretty cheap. It's like 90 bucks retail or maybe even a hundred bucks retail or something like that. And like, it was extremely, extremely breathable and comfortable. It was iconic. Like, the yeah. first time I put it on, I was like, really? Like, this right. feels great on my foot. Mm-hmm. And it's Definitely. pretty fashionable, in my opinion, too. I think it's a, just a nice shoe. But, mm-hmm. yeah, that's crazy that we're, that we're all the way back talking about the, the prehistoric Roshi and Instagram <laughs> days. We even made it before Instagram, too, man. That's awesome. It was a different time, man, back then. It had to be saying. a different time back then. We have to take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So you mentioned in your videos that uh, brands are, they will send you pairs for you to review. Like, how did that whole process start? Obviously, you know, you 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 build up your page, but then, like, what was it? What was it like? Did you just get a random email from, like, I don't know, Foot Locker, and was like, hey, like, we got this new colorway coming out. Like, can you do a review for us or how did, yeah. How does that whole process even start? So it kind of branched out of the whole team Roshi, um, from, from the whole team Roshi experience. Mm -hmm. So I was one of the guys that was running the social media alongside maybe a couple other people. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then as the team Roshi account was growing, I sort of, at that point started to focus my personal account more so on sneakers as well and and my own photography Mm -hmm. so i gotta give credit to uh finish line they were the first organization that really made an effort to work with team roshi and i kind of made those connections with the the guys at head office at finish line and they gave me my first break i guess you want to you want to call it that Mm -hmm. um so they sent me i don't even remember what it was maybe like a adidas spring blade or something like that mm-hmm. some random shoe but that's kind of how it all kick-started like they gave they gave me that opportunity and um i guess you could say i took advantage of it yeah. oh, that's super, <laughs> yeah. so do you actually have to return the pairs that are sent to you or is it no uh, no, no, no okay no. So that's awesome usually it's either like like i guess the how they what they initially offer is here we're going to give you this shoe and just like do your content and tag us and whatever. Oh, okay. But so they just wanted your feedback you get, on it and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So was, once you get higher up there, then then usually they'll negotiate like a dollar amount alongside the shoe. I was going to say, uh, man, I mean, that's pretty cool because basically what it sounds like they're saying is that this uh, this free shoe that they're giving you is being paid out by your content that you're putting out over it. So that's kind of cool is that, exactly. that, you're, that you're essentially being paid to talk about this shoe because they gave it to you. Yeah, pretty that, much. That's, that's, that's in the beginning, good. at least. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. now, now look at it. Now you got some bodegas, right? You got your own bodega. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I guess the, the the bigger you grow, like the better the opportunities. Oh, the better man. the shoes. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, for the shoot, did you get the friends and family uh, cards and stuff like that with it too? No, it, okay, no, no. Okay. Unfortunately, like I only got the uh, the basic, the GR one, but okay. still, they're, they're they're incredible. Yeah, you got. I mean, you still you take what you can get. That's still a, su- <laughs> exactly. that's still a super dope shoe. And I mean, yeah, those cards are like extremely limited, anyways. So yeah, not, not a lot of people were getting them. So so you know, throwing back, you know, we're gonna go retro again. You know, why did you start your YouTube channel? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. So I've always been known as like a photography guy. Mm-hmm. I've always been very comfortable behind the camera. I always, I've I've, I've never been comfortable in front right. of the camera, even to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, but as the whole Instagram thing started picking up, and I started getting recognition for my photos, there's a part of me that always wanted to get out of my comfort zone, mm-hmm. and I have always kind of wondered what else can I do? How far? can I take this? Right. Because mm. I had a good momentum going with my photos, but right. I always thought to myself, you know, is this it? Like, what if I don't want to regret not taking a chance on something else and seeing where it can go. So, um, I, one day I was just like, you know what, let's, let's, uh, you know, turn on my DSLR and set it on video mode and sit in front of my camera and, and give it a shot. Wow, dude, and that's 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 really all you have to. One day you meet that that's fork in the road where you're like, I have to just. I feel like everyone should put out one video, right? Like at least put out one video, see if you like it, see how it does, or it, and and not even have to base it off of how it does, because I mean, a first video you wouldn't expect it to do insanely well because you don't have a ton of traction for your brand or anything like that. But you get to the point where you're just like, you know, I may as well put something out there and see if. I can get any type of, cause then you start to get some type of hits back and stuff like that. And it feels good and it makes you want to do it more. So it kind of dry, it kind of adds yeah. to that fire. Mm-hmm. Like actually my first video, now that I'm thinking about it, my first video that I uploaded was just kind of like snippets of the sh- details of the shoe. I actually didn't have any, um, like my face wasn't in it. Mm-hmm. I didn't talk or anything like that. Yeah. So it was just kind of like a feeler mm-hmm. just to get, you know, that first video jitters out of the way. And then yeah. the second video was the, was the one where I was sitting in front of the camera and talking. Um, yeah, but luckily, weird. like the perception was really, really positive And that's good. That kind of pushed me to keep going and, and going and going. And is that, is that, I got to ask, is that video still up? The first video that you posted, is it still on your uh, page? Yeah, man. All, all my videos are up. So I, I cringe. Like I'm looking back. I'm like, oh, hey, everyone has to hey, start there. Everyone has a cringe. You don't got to tell me, man. We do some basketball shoe reviews. Uh, I do yeah. some. And the first one that I did, just based off of where I'm at now, and I went back and looked at the first one that we did. And, oh my gosh, it's just, it's honestly, it's, it's actually pretty tough to get through. Like it's tough <laughs> yeah, for me but- to sit there and actually watch myself talk. And it did okay. As but bad like, as it is, though, like yeah. it's a great uh, measuring tool to measuring, see like, yeah. how far you've come. Right? So true. Definitely, for sure. So we're going to go ahead and uh, keep talking about uh, just kind of where you've come from, where you've been. So you've been making videos since 2016. And you've kind of been involved in the sneaker scene, you know, maybe even since uh, the 2000s and stuff like that. So what's your overall opinion on just like the sneaker industry as a whole and just like kind of where it's going into 2021? Because like I said, you've kind of been you've been involved with sneakers and stuff like that before like resellers and botting and all this stuff was was major at the forefront so kind of just what's your overall opinion on the sneaker industry and where it's come from since you started and where it's going through 2021 yeah it's definitely changed a ton um whether that's for the good or the bad i mean that's up to your personal interpretation Mm -hmm. i used to be one of those guys that hated the whole resell and bot aspect of the culture Uh um and I'm not going to lie and say, like, I love it, but I mean, 
I've come to accept that that's the new reality. Mm-hmm. And you kind of have to just adapt and roll with it. Otherwise, you get left behind and become one of those grumpy old men, you know, <laughs> just screaming at the clouds that no one listens to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely changed a lot. It's much, much, much more mainstream today than it ever was, um, which is actually good in many ways. You know, there's a lot more incredible sneakers releasing far more often than they used to back in the day. And one of the good things about StockX and these resale platforms is if you have like the money for it, then pretty much any shoe you want is accessible. Mm-hmm. Whereas back in the day, I'd be hunting on uh, like Soul Collector Forum, marketplaces and Nike Talk Forums and eBay. And there weren't as many options and there weren't as many guarantees that you'd be safe as a buyer right. buying either fakes or getting scammed by a by a person that's what i was going to ask you real quick just to cut you off is how uh how is it how is it kind of changed from fakes you know because now there's so many uh just unauthentic pairs of shoes that are being sold to where you have to almost go through stock extra go just to know that they're being authenticated either that you can take them to a boutique or something like that but when did you have you ever really noticed or dealt with there being fake shoes or when did that kind of start to surface it's always been a thing uh, in the culture, you know, way back. Uh, I'd, I'd say that the fakes were much more obviously fake. Right. Today, like you were saying, the fakes are sometimes like pretty Tough much spot on to the yeah. real deal. Um, I, I haven't been personally scammed. Or at least I don't know of. So that you know, of. don't don't take your collection to a to a sneaker boutique. Yeah. You may you may not like what yeah, you exactly. find. So you know, in that sense, I'm, I've been lucky. Um, I try to just buy from somewhat reputable sources that I've dealt with in the past, mm-hmm. uh, and even if that means paying a bit of a premium, that I kind of know where that's that shoe is coming from. I, I just feel more comfortable doing that. So mm, again, like the whole resale aspect of the culture it does have its benefits in that way. Right. For sure. So let's talk about your Instagram a little bit, you know, all your photos, man. I mean, obviously I can definitely tell that you come from a photography background cause they're just, they're like aesthetically perfect. Yeah. Very detailed. Very, like, it's it's just, so everything, nice. everything, Thanks, everything <laughs> is like organized, like even in the chaos with the dunks, like they, there's organized chaos really. Yeah. It's, but so like what goes behind the scenes to make a post like that? Like, do you just think of it? And you're like, all right, I'm just going to throw these two shoes, you know, have these background like that, you know, touch it up, a few Instagram filters and bada bing, bada boom. Or like, is it like you, you got a week long process? Here's the shot. The lighting has to be this way. It has to be, you know, I have to be taking it at 6.52 a.m. And then if not, I got to <laughs> wait. You know, how's it go? Yeah, just like or like almost how long does it take you to make, to get stuff set up for your posts on average almost? I'd say that it's. A lot, a lot more just gut feeling than mm-hmm. than pre planning. Like there's pretty much no pre planning unless, like, I know something's coming down the pipeline and it has like a super strong theme that I really want to incorporate with it. Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, it's just kind of like a gut feeling. I just kind of think of something on the spot and um, and just shoot it. But another thing, one of the big limitations living in Canada is the cold. So. Right. Now it's like winter, so it's pretty much below freezing, right. um, which means I can't really shoot outside for too long without freezing my fingers off. <laughs> um, so in the summer, it's much more flexible. Like I can go outside. There's a lot more daylight. I can do indoor, outdoor shots, like stuff like that. But in the winter time, it's kind of you're kind of limited to like afternoon, mm-hmm. early morning, and indoor shots and stuff like that. So um, 
but yeah, generally speaking, it's just kind of a gut feeling. And then once I see something that I like, I can kind of just capture it in that sense. Cool. So kind of playing off that, this is almost a piggyback question is like, what are some tips that you have? Cause like we already touched on, you take some very excellent photos, just aesthetically pleasing and stuff like that. What are some tips that you have for taking better photos and potentially like videos and stuff of sneakers? I think for photos, people overrate the quality of your gear a lot. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people that um, shoot just like with a very basic DSLR or even their iPhone sometimes. And, uh, composition and how you sort of position the shoes and frame your shot and what's around it is a much bigger factor i'd say than the than whatever lens you have and what aperture the lens is and all that stuff Um, and learning to shoot around different sorts of lighting is also very important uh obviously in an ideal situation we'd be sort of in an overcast sky um just before sunset sort of thing but you can't always have that and you got to learn to shoot when it's like very dark when you're shooting with lights off the buildings at night or on a really sunny day like how do you play with like the shadows and stuff like that so having that versatility in your toolkit is really important to make you more of a versatile and better shooter right and i like the way that you put that too because the uh the honest truth is that you can shoot with a super you know high quality lens or you can shoot with an iphone but whoever's scrolling on their instagram probably isn't going to notice that not everyone's going to be an artist and and recognize your artwork or your photography and stuff like that so you could be doing all this extra work whenever you could capture the same amount which is snapping your iphone real quick and then posting the photo and maybe putting on some filters and touching it up like that but i do like how you said just the overall background and backdrop and shadow and stuff like that can play a bigger role into the you know expensive equipment that you could be spending money on just to get the same shot yeah for sure so looking back at 2020 yeah um what was your favorite pair that you reviewed oh Um, okay there you go favorite pair that i reviewed yeah yeah um probably be the shoe that i picked for my sneaker of the year which would be the off-white uh, Air Jordan Four. Oh yeah, Ooh. the the Air Jordan Four sale, the off white sale. Yeah, yeah, those are pretty. That's yeah, such that, a nice that was my shoe. Number one. That was your number one shoe, huh? Do you have a personal for those? I do. Yeah. Nice. Do. That's awesome. I love off white. Off whites. Off whites. Just not even not even close to any other like collab or shoe type for me. Like uh, I'll take and I'll take an off white anything over anything else. Like I don't know why. It's just my favorite shoe collab. They're so uh, unique of of anything with Nike. It's really not close for me. Were you a bigger fan of the uh, off-white four or five? Oh, Which definitely the like force. That? Definitely yeah. the force. Oh gosh, I didn't. I honestly, I didn't like either five. We had we had both in hand. I didn't like either five. Like, and I'm not a huge Air Jordan five fan. And I wouldn't even. I mean, I'm I'm pretty much an almost Air Jordan one fan exclusively. So it's kind of kind of bogus for me to even have an opinion on these. <laughs> but like, but like, I don't like. I like the fours more than I like the fives. But I just, as a in general, I steer clear of the fives. They don't look right. good on me, and they don't look good to my eyes, anyways. So uh, I, I just kind of, I just kind of let it go when it comes to the fives. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, that's cool though. I mean, we de- those fours, we did see those too, and those were just those. Uh, and, so, and you can so see, cool. uh, you can tell how nice the shoe is because go on there, go look it up right now, and try and buy it, and you're gonna understand exactly how nice that shoe is. So yeah, those prices are ridiculous. Oh my gosh, they're crazy through the roof. But uh, so we'll go ahead and as we start 2021, what are some of the goals that you want to accomplish this year? That can be for Shango or for Shangu. 
That's a really good question. Um, I'm not the type to really put down like goals on paper. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Obviously, I just want to continue growing um, both channels, like the YouTube thing, Instagram channel. Right. Um, I'm so close to 100K, which is ridiculous now yes. that I'm saying that because it seemed like yesterday that I started the channel. And wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Like 100, that I'm, I'm 100K like, is no small feat, man. That, yeah. That's like, incredible. It, it blows my mind that the, the feedback has been so positive and like 90,000 people right now care to hear what I have to say about a shoe is pretty uh, mind-blowing. Let's yeah. just say that. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. Um, aside from that, though, you just, just keep growing, um, build new relationships with uh other creatives and other companies and other brands and um yeah just keep doing better and his final goal is to have his own exclusive air jordan one drop sometime <laughs> this year on the sneakers app for a one draw day, the one go ones. i might have a shot if it's on a draw the i might have a shot i don't normally do good ones. with the yeah the shot the shangu shangu ones i love it uh so Obviously, you know, you've you've touched and you've got the bodegas, you got the off whites. I'm sure you ha- probably have Sakai's. I'm not even not even gonna ask if you do yeah, or not. You, you know, you got you got the hype stuff. But... What what is Sean, what is your grail and do you currently own it? Like all time grail? All time favorite sneaker. Yeah, not you not your player, not your exclusive, because <laughs> that's not even not, fair. Not the Kawhi Omna ones if you were a Kawhi fan whenever he had his shoe come out. That, that oh, can't let's not be talk it. about Kawhi, man. Oh, you don't want to talk about Kawhi. That's all right. All right I got you. <laughs> um, it depends how you define grail. So if you're talking favorite shoe of all time, uh, I'm actually wearing it today. It's the white cement threes. Okay. Uh, okay. Like that's the one pair. If I could only pick one shoe to keep out of all my shoes, it would be this one. Okay. But if you're talking about like one of those super rare, unobtainable shoes, unobtainable, yeah. It would be the uh, probably be the pigeon dunks. Oh, okay. Pigeon dunks. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Usually, you just you need to you should have just gotten in on the uh, on the uh, gosh dang it I'm losing his name now. Warren. You know who Warren, Warren Lotus. Lotus yeah. You know. Yeah. You should have just gotten some <laughs> Warren Lotus dunks. I don't, I'm not sure if he got the pigeons released before they filed the lawsuit or not, but I know it was on the menu. I'm not sure if they actually got released. You probably got a chargeback if you if you wanted those half bitten Warren Lotus dunks that were missing part of the Nike. It looked like a crater yeah. or something like that. But no, those aren't it, man. <laughs> no, dude. I know those aren't it, and now they don't even have an option to be it because it's getting shut yeah. down fast. So. That's funny, but that's, that's cool. Awesome. So, so the Warren Lotus dunks. That's the first because we. All, I mean, we ask that question to most people. Not the Warren Lotus dunks. Not the, the Warren pigeon Lotus. Dunks. The pigeon dunks. Sorry, <laughs> the pigeon this dunks. Because we ask that question to a bunch of people. And uh, we that's the got, first dunk. We well, haven't I was gotten a say, dunk. I don't think we've got a dunk. We've got obviously the Air Mags. We've yeah, got we get a lot of Air Mags and stuff like that. Off whites and just different yeah. various Jordans that are for that are up there. But wow, pigeon dunks. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have. It's clean too. Yeah, that is a super nice dunk. That's awesome. So we're coming on to the very last episode, uh, or not episode, but the very last question of the episode is, if you could choose, Sean, who should we have on next for the podcast? Can I uh, rep a fellow Canadian? Sure. Absolutely. I'd recommend, um, have you guys heard of net magnetism? No, we have not. We're probably pretty untouched in the uh, Canadian uh market I just, honestly I put it, we might we're pretty far away from you guys in florida but we reached you so we'd be happy to to reach out further in that in that area is it a yeah oh okay so what so what's his name again net net magnetism so he's the biggest probably the biggest uh shoe reseller in canada wow really huh yeah 
That's awesome. So do you have like any intel with him or any touch with him or is he just someone that you'd want to, that you'd want to be able to hear from and just kind of get his story? Yeah. Like we, we know each other. We've uh, done business with each other and stuff like that. And I know him on a personal level. So oh, that would be dope, man. Awesome. We could maybe, it'd be cool if you could maybe reach out to him and maybe get your info, info from him so that we could get him on and just hear his story and stuff like that. We'd be happy to do yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I can definitely link you guys. Awesome. Sweet. Awesome. Well, that's actually going to go ahead and wrap it up for this episode. But if you like this episode, please feel free to show your support by liking, following and subscribing to whichever platform that you're listening to. And of course, thanks again to Sean for coming on and thank you to the listeners for tuning in. And we will see you next episode. Peace. That's going to wrap up today's episode on ShoeCast. If you liked the episode and you want to hear more, please feel free to subscribe. If you want to connect with us on other social medias, click the link in the description. Thank you again for listening, and we will see you on the next episode. Peace.